history, the access of information for patient care, having pharmacists have access to that data to follow up on things that might have come up after a primary care physician uh, started working with the patient and being able to look back into the history of a patient's medication record and then acting on it as a consultative pharmacist does. I'm excited today. My name is Todd Urey. I'm the founder of the Pharmacy Podcast Network and we're welcoming Moby and you can find more information on Moby at M-O-B-E, mobyforlife.com. And what's exciting today is we get to talk to a pharmacist that's part of this technology-driven team and the CEO. And uh, we'll be catching you up here in just a moment next on the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Hey, listeners, thanks and welcome back to the Pharmacy Podcast. I want to welcome Chris Cronin. He is the CEO of Moby and Dr. Leslie Hello, Vice President of Medication Strategies to the Pharmacy Podcast Nation. Welcome, Chris and Leslie. Thanks, Todd. Thanks, Todd, for having us. You're very welcome. I'm a fanboy of pharmacists, Leslie, so I, I might be leaning towards you more than Chris. Not that I'm not a fan of CEOs because I have to be one, but um, can't help when a pharmacist shows up on the show. Um, I, I sit there with my hands on my chin, uh, you know, blinking, uh, just hanging on every word of what a pharmacist says, especially the fact that I'm a technology nerd. So I couldn't have had a, a better guest today to welcome, um, really giving us a, an overview of what is Moby. So I am going to start with you. Uh, first of all, why in the world did you cho- choose pharmacy and to become a pharmacist? And then I want to know more about your role at Moby. Uh, taking me to the way back to answer that question, Todd. Um, so I was interested in Pharmacy, I think from the get-go when I uh, went to college and, you know, it's a a pretty basic answer on my end. It it was more from the science side of things at the time. It was about 20 plus years ago. Um, And I was interested in, you know, leveraging, uh, you know, chemistry and and the science um, in for patient care. Um, and I wasn't quite sure exactly what that meant at the time. I, I knew early on, I didn't necessarily want to be a traditional um, pharmacist, um, but wasn't quite sure where I was going to end up getting placed. And I'm happy I chose pharmacy because I think the opportunities are endless within the profession. Um, they're not always obvious, but there are so many uh, different options. And so it, for me, it's been a great choice. So, Chris, I want to come back and and welcome you to the show and and get your perspective. I'm I'm really curious, uh, and I've already kind of cheated because I went out there and read about Moby. I'm extremely impressed and excited to dig into this. But listeners that are on their way to work, uh, they're exercising right now, they're jogging, maybe chopping some vegetables or something. They want to know what is Moby. So, tell our listeners a little bit about you and a little bit about what about what Moby does. Sure, Todd. Um, I'm a fanboy of pharmacists as well. Our uh, our founder and chairman actually is the son of a pharmacist, and uh, he started Moby with a mission to guide people to better health and more happiness. And so today we do that by uh, a deep knowledge in data science and analytics, digital health combined with a profoundly human approach. That human approach is delivered via guides and pharmacists um, to a group of people that are struggling with persistent health challenges. They're consuming a ton of healthcare, but they're not getting better. 
They're in and out of the doctor's office every other week. They're filling a prescription every week and they're just not getting better. And so we come in and uh, we partner with these people, take a really personal one-on-one -on -one approach and focus on the basics. We focus on, you talked about chopping vegetables. We focus on nutrition, exercise, sleep, psychology, and medications, and uh, try to get these people on a path to healthy and happy. I can't think of a better, and I'm biased, obviously, Leslie, but I can't think of a better healthcare provider than the pharmacist kind of collecting all of this, um, all of these parameters of what is whole health, the the exercises of a, of a patient, the, um, the, maybe the diabetes management, um, maybe the cascade, uh, cascading prescribing that's happening sometimes in in nursing homes where there's multiple primary cares or physicians or specialists involved, and they're really trying to address the issue, but it's not that whole patient. So I, I do want to hear from you, especially with uh, a recent blog that we're going to be putting in our show notes, which was promoting patient engagement to prevent readmissions. That's a $300 billion problem medication adherence uh, today and, and pharmacists are right at the heart of it. So t tell us a little bit more about working with Moby and really promoting uh, what you're, what you're deeming and, and labeling as patient engagement to prevent readmissions as well as uh, people not living as well as they could. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, Great connecting what you're saying with, um, you know, Chris uh, describing our uh, mission to help people be healthier and happier. You know, we really do focus on that whole person, which means looking beyond just the medication. So, you know, when we think about pharmacists and uh, how we're trained in uh, helping people achieve their health outcomes, treatment guidelines, whether it be for a particular disease state or as you were saying, across um, multiple um, providers or prescribers, um, people are more than their compilation of um, conditions. You know, each condition um, can stand alone, but they each affect each other. And so we really like to take that personalized approach and our focus is to make sure that we do take this hyper-personalized approach to create an experience for our participants. Um, so when they meet with a Moby pharmacist, we're helping achieve those health outcomes. Um, and then in particular, when medications are involved, everybody's and each person's situation is uh, uniquely different. And so taking uh, their lifestyle into consideration uh, where their barriers are to uh, helping themselves achieve their outcomes, uh, in addition to their medications across their prescriptions, over-the-counters, supplements, herbals. And so we really are trying to um, look at all of that uh, in order to help identify any potential uh, medication therapy problems that there may be, and then help uh, our participants take control of their situation to ultimately resolve any potential issues that we uh, do help them identify so that they can um, hopefully work through those with their providers when necessary and in the situation of um, post-discharge, you know, preventing readmissions. Data, data, data. And I can tell uh, from the the, the blog that you wrote, Leslie, that you are definitely into that, being able to identify risks and the opportunities 
that you um, can can impact the patient's life as well as treating the individual, not the ailment. Before I dig into a little bit of that, which I really enjoyed reading this, I want to go back to Chris. Chris, I, I want to understand, as well as the listeners do, Moby's partnerships with health plans and employers. Talk to us about that business model and how that actually works. Sure, Todd. Um, so, you know, as I mentioned, our mission is to guide people to better health and more happiness. And one of our founding principles is we do that without adding costs to the healthcare system. So today, as you properly identified, we work with uh, health plans and large self-insured employers. Um, we identify this population that uh, in general is about 5% of the population consuming 20% of the costs. Um, you know, we, we describe them as um, uh, high, in, uh, high volume of low intensity services. So they're in and out of the doctor's office a lot, taking a lot of different medications. Um, what we do is we provide a financial guarantee that, um, you know, we will capitate the cost of these participants. Um, if they don't um, reduce their healthcare utilization, get healthier and happier, spend more time out doing the things that they want to do instead of going in and out of the doctor's office or filling prescriptions, um, you know, we don't make any money. If they do, we participate in that savings. And so, um, you know, we provide a financial guarantee that these people will get healthier and happier. And if they don't, we don't make any money. Well, that makes sense. You really have a, a, a horse in that race per se, and that, that old adage in, in saying, and I, I, I do understand that. Um, Leslie, when I listen to you know the CEO of the company really lay out the business model, it really makes me want to shift back to the pharmacist. How can a pharmacist help strengthen the engagement and the tool that Moby provides to these health plans and to these employers? Yeah. So the, the pharmacists at Moby, our focus, um, while we have access to um, uh, an abundance of um, data um, that um, helps us understand uh, our population and um, our, our participants um, and can help us uh, identify potential um, medication issues that could be at play. You know, we really focus on um, leveraging that information to maybe help identify people to find a meaningful reason to that they will want to engage with Moby. Um, but then once we start working with the participant, we really follow that comprehensive medication uh, management approach where we are looking at the whole person. Uh, understanding uh, their health conditions, what their chief concerns are at a given point in time, uh, the medications that they're taking across the full spectrum of, of different types and across the different providers to really you know, make sure that uh, their medications are um, you know, appropriate for them. They're working as they're supposed to. There's you know, that, that proper um, cost benefit uh, scenario going on for them, um, you know, that they're not experiencing potential issues as they're throwing their herbals and supplements and, you know, other um, prescribers, meds in the mix. Uh, and then, you know, ultimately, we we look to make sure that um, uh, if everything um, else is optimal for the participant, that then they are able to adhere and take them properly to get that benefit. And so we really are focusing on providing that value through the classic approach of, you know, making sure, um, you know, medications are indicated effective, safe, and, um, 
uh, convenient for the participant to take. And we believe that through that process and making sure that as they're focusing on their lifestyle and behavioral change to help um, make their lives uh, healthier, that uh, we're staying on top of those considerations with them, um, helping them understand how those two pieces interplay with each other to help ultimately prevent problems that could result in admissions or ER visits or frequent doctor's appointments for these um, unrecognized issues that could be caused by their medications. Which Todd, you know, when, when I joined Moby, um, we didn't have a pharmacy program. Leslie spearheaded it and started it really as built it. And that was an education that she gave me. You know, I, I ignorantly assumed that building a pharmacy program, you know, primary objective would be a reduction in unnecessary uh, medications, but you know, it's really about taking this holistic look and looking at you know issues like you mentioned, preventing admissions, preventing uh, worsening or deteriorating conditions that that we try to do. Um, and, and you know, one thing a bit in addition to that is we really and Leslie talked about it. We invest in really getting to know the individual. So Leslie, you probably know the exact stat, but um, you know our visits with our participants will go 60, 90 minutes, um, and we'll do a lot of follow-ups with them as well to really take a personal relationship and invest in getting to know them, what's going on in their health universe and how we can help them get healthy. So I'm reading a study that, that I referenced a little while before we did our interview, which was the 2020 Chronic Care Action Index that Moby participated in, in your partnership with YouGov. And it asked a bunch of consumers about their health, their providers, medications that they were taking. I'm going to put a link to this uh, press release. Um, very interesting data, Chris. Nearly three quarters, 73% reported um, seeing their doctor multiple times a year compared with 38% of the people um, that responded without any chronic conditions. And then the disconnect with the discussion taking place during those appointments and the support needed in order to make their health-related uh, changes in daily lives, especially for those with two or more chronic conditions. And it seems like it cascades. The more chronic conditions, obviously, the more medications they may be taking, the more opportunity for them to fall back on uh, regimens and treatments. How's, how's Moby kind of uh, helping with, with that dynamic of, of the sickest of the sick, the, the 5% that you mentioned, Chris? Yeah, uh, that's absolutely right, Todd. So we partnered with YouGov. We surveyed over 2,000 consumers. And, um, you know, what we saw is these people, they think they're doing all the right things, right? They're going to the doctor, they're taking the medications, they're getting, you know, a bunch of labs and imaging done, but they're just not getting healthy. And what this survey set showed us was that there's a big disconnect between what's happening in the doctor's office and what's happening out in the real world. Over 50% of them said that they don't understand or didn't know how to translate the conversation that they're having with the doctor and um, changes they can make to get healthy and happy. And that's really at the core of what we do in our program is uh, self-empowerment and self-education, whether that's in lifestyle changes or in helping the participant understand medications they're taking, how they interact and, and how they should talk to their provider. Um, so that's at the core of what we do is we spend that time to get to know them and help them understand changes specific to who they are in their health universe that they can make. And, um, you know, what we see is people as a function of that get, get uh, healthier and happier. They're out doing the things that they want to do. Um, the Chronic Care Action Index also showed that 
um, you know, three quarters of people with chronic conditions, uh, their health hasn't improved over the last 12 months. So it's that disconnect that they're not able to solve for themselves, which we try to help uh, versus 12% of the, of the population um, that doesn't have two or more chronic conditions. So uh, that's really the group that we're trying to help and trying to connect all of the different dots, whether it's what they eat, how much they, how much exercise they get, their sleep, their social and emotional health, or the medications that they're on, how all of those things interact together um, and impact their health. The word I'm hearing and kind of latching onto is that disconnect, uh, the communication from the patient might not know how to communicate to the to the physician. The pharmacist is is seeing their patients 10 times more than the primary care just from accessibility throughout community pharmacies and, and big uh, uh, chain pharmacies that have the availability to see and react to patients that are dealing with uh, these chronic conditions. Leslie, how is Moby helping to solve that disconnect in healthcare when it does come uh, to medications? And even uh, what I what we what has was known as is cascade prescribing. How is there is there opportunities through some of this data through through Moby to to deprescribe? Yeah, and it's actually a, a great point in connecting it to the data. So, um, our pharmacists when we when we do work uh, with individuals, um, one of our luxuries is that we do have access to um, their prescription and uh, medical claims, and so we're able to start um, discussions with that background information of, of knowing if a, uh, an individual might be seeing multiple prescribers or filling their prescriptions at multiple pharmacies. And it's always a, just a backdrop and we um, affirm everything with, um, with the individual. And um, as we're looking across pharmacies, as we're looking across providers, we uh, take a very focused approach on um, education and helping our participants understand why um, transparency and alignment is important across uh, these different providers and sites um, because you know many um, people may not realize that you know, what I'm talking to my um, psychiatrist or my endocrinologist about may be relevant uh, to the other. And so uh, many times they may uh, leave important information out that could impact uh, a medication that's selected or needs to be adjusted or changed as uh, different things are evolving in their um, healthcare picture. And so we we focus on providing that education as to why that's important. And then as we um, wrap up our um, encounters with, with our participants, and as Chris mentioned, you know, we, we ha also have the luxury of um, time that we can um, provide to our participants, not just in an in initial call with them, but then also um, we tailor our follow-ups based on uh, the individual person's needs, their understanding, any issues we might have found and the follow-up of timing that they might have with their providers to help encourage them to share information across those providers. And we in fact provide documentation um, that is holistic across all of those scenarios to the participant to share themselves. And we try to arm them with the information to advocate for themselves. In addition, with their consent, we do provide 
um, our recommendations to all of their providers um, and highlight that these recommendations were sent across providers for transparency and alignment. So we are trying through both empowerment of the individual, but as well as having that ability to send recommendations and written communication to the providers of um, creating that, that alignment. Leslie, tell me about the platform. Is this telehealth driven? Is um, is there a way that Moby is is prescribing medications to the people that that it's helping? Oh, so great question. So Moby does not um, prescribe, um, you know, diagnose or treat uh, our participants. So we do rely on the relationship with their providers. Uh, we. Um, so we are not working under collaborative practice agreements with our um, uh, participants providers. We have um, participants across the country. So we, um, we provide our services telephonically. We have, um, uh, and we provide the, the communications um, that I was just describing um, following our um, encounters in writing um, to both the providers and to our participants. So Moby and Chris um, could elaborate on this more broadly because it uh, is part of the entire Moby experience uh, that our participants have, but we um, do, we are able to provide our recommendations um, uh, leveraging uh, the Moby app um, uh, so that they do receive these within a day or two following their appointment, uh, we are able to provide these electronically to them. Chris, expand on that because I, I think there's more there that the listeners are probably interested in, especially when it comes to um, helping to solve uh, that disconnect in how a pharmacist could build supplemental interaction with patients through the data that is sourced. Could you, Todd, could you refine your question for me a bit? Sure. Um, so how can users ensure they're like taking the right prescriptions based on the information that's sourced from Moby? Yeah, so so as Leslie mentioned, today Moby does not prescribe, diagnose, or treat, uh, but we bring in a bunch of data and information, all of their medical, all of their prescription claims. Um, and, uh, you know, we do a couple of things. The pharmacist is part of the program, so our guides can refer a participant to a pharmacist uh, for a consultation. They develop a relationship, um, and we arm them with information to talk to their provider. Um, you know, and we do that via you know uh, hard copy via uh, some digital tools as well. Um, we're also, Todd, we're also constantly looking and surveilling. You mentioned earlier the, the term cascading, you know, cascading symptoms or deteriorating conditions. We're running this data um, through different algorithms to look and early for the early identification of potential triggers that two different providers uh, prescribe drugs that, um, you know, might not be safe interacting with each other. And we need to get this person to a pharmacist quickly. Um, so we're constantly running all of our participants' data through these algorithms to look for these triggers to identify, is there an urgent safety issue out there that we need to prioritize and make sure that we get to a pharmacist? So I'm thinking of, you know, the listener uh, right now, the pharmacist who is uh, in, in a community pharmacy setting and are thinking, so how do we get more information in leveraging uh, Moby? And the relationship between Moby and the patient actually is driven through the employers and the health plans. 
where can community pharmacy fit into this, Leslie? How how could a community pharmacy that might be part of a large group, I'm thinking of Value Drug with thousands of members, Health Mart with over 4,000 member pharmacies, uh, IPA in New Jersey, uh, Independent Pharmacy Alliance, all of these organizations have thousands of these community pharmacies that um, could be better informed of, of how to leverage um, the tools that Moby provides. So what do you think uh, it, how a community pharmacy could could leverage and or get engaged with with the Moby team? You know, that's a great question. And I I think it comes down to communication and advocating um, for uh, their patients to share information. And so I know um, time is frequently limited um, in our interactions in the community setting um, with patients as they come in. Uh, but you know, looking at that whole picture, the community pharmacist has you know great access to the information in front of them as they're either um, you know filling and checking on their prescriptions. Uh, that they're providing or answering questions. And I think, you know, going that extra step to ask questions about multiple prescribers or um, multiple types of meds that um, their patients might be taking, you know, encouraging them to and highlighting where there's important information to take back to their providers and their different types of providers. I think that it's um, kind of those simple um, uh, basics, you know, where we're, we're really trying to, as a profession, make sure that patients achieve good outcomes from medications. You know, medications, we always say um, within our team, medications are complex. And the body is complex. And, you know, we frequently take medications for granted. Um, they're, they're sometimes a, a, an easy solution to a problem or a symptom we might be experiencing. But they work in a very complicated way in our bodies. And so helping um, people um, understand that and you know, frequently touching base, I think is the key um, to really supporting something like Moby and what we're trying to achieve to help promote better outcomes. There we go. I definitely um, can, can see how that interconnects with that community pharmacist and pharmacy. Are you integrated into an EHR system of some sort as well, or is it strictly data that's being sourced from the payer or the uh, employer? How does that work? Um, I, I definitely wanted to dig into that based on some of the um, comments that you made previous, Chris. Yes. So today, Todd, we are um, we are not integrated with the HRs. Uh, a lot of our information comes primarily from the health plans. Increasingly, though, we are integrating and uh, integrating more data sources to really try to round out our understanding of what's going on with our participants. So an example of that is looking at different social determinants of health information, other consumer information that, that we have access to, um, and really leveraging that to identify, you know, what's going on in these people's health universe and how can we potentially help. 
Technology, it's so important, but if it's not used correctly, it's just a, it's another, it's another barrier to getting um, to the patient and, and helping the patient understand how their decisions um, every day is impacting their longevity and, and their happiness, as, as you both have commented. Um, Leslie, uh, in wrapping up, I, I want to hear from your perspective as a pharmacist speaking to um, our uh, thousands of listeners that are tuning in. What can be done um, to kind of peel out and build out of what Moby has done to, uh, as a pharmacist, to be able to say and slow down and 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 to deliver the 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 right uh, consultancy for the medication, but then we we're also paying attention to uh, physical fitness. We're paying attention to diet. Um, is that tool kind of embedded in Moby as a as a way for pharmacists to help manage um, uh, the individual, but also being able to scale this for many patients? Yeah, it's a it's a good point. Um, when we think about scale um, outside of of Moby, within Moby, you know, we do have that ability, um, and again, that that luxury of time. Um, we because. Uh, with our clients, we're offering Moby as a program, which is the guide who focuses on lifestyle, plus the pharmacist who makes those connections um, with medications that might be part of their um, health situation. We're able to help uh, step back and um, provide that that full view um, for for the patients that um, we have the opportunity to work with, and you know, I think about um, you know, I, I generally use this very simple situation of um, blood pressure, and I think these are some of the the easier, maybe low hanging fruit. Where if we think about scale and uh, pharmacists and other settings trying, you know, having the opportunity to expand their impact. Um, while potentially not having, say, the hour to sit down uh, with their with their patient, is you know most of our our patients that we that we see um, across the counter or in in an office, um, if they're you know just received their diagnosis from their provider of high blood pressure or um, diabetes or high cholesterol. Um, you know, they usually tell them that the first um, thing to work on is um, losing some weight, right? And that that would have an impact. Um, but then the next step is medication. And um, going back to the um, uh, recent survey that that Moby partnered on, you know, many people don't know how to translate translate that um, into. Uh, their lifestyle and how to make those changes themselves. So helping to encourage people that um, you might not have to go from, uh, you know, I only walk maybe three times a week um, to a marathon in order to um, achieve that weight loss goal uh, to help lower their blood pressure or improve their cholesterol before having to take a medication, or even if they've already started the medication and want to get off the medication, because it's amazing, 
the number and percentage of people who actually their goal is to get off medications. Um, and ultimately, as pharmacists, you know, we should be encouraging the least amount of medication for the shortest amount of time um, for people uh, when there are other options that can help resolve their health situation. And so I think um, uh, the simplest way to help scale is to, you know, take that um, small amount of time or effort to help encourage people to make minor changes um, in their life uh, to help achieve and, and really be synergistic with any med medication they might be taking in order to help them achieve their goals. I love that. And in, in, in your blog, once again, which I'll connect through the show notes, you say to treat the individual, not just the element. And, and I think that is at the heart of um, a pharmacist understanding how medications are impacting the individual and um, in not, you know, not trying to, to use uh, one dart for, you know, thousands and thousands of patients. I think it really needs to be individualized. I wanted to thank you both for uh, taking the time to talk with us and, and presenting uh, what Moby does and how it impacts um, population health and health overall. Um, best place to go to find more information about this uh, for the listeners is mobyforlife.com. There will be a link in the show notes. Um, Chris and Leslie, uh, thank you so much for uh, presenting um, an overview of Moby. And um, I, I'm looking forward to hearing more about how you're uh, leveraging um, Moby technologies to impact patient health, but also how the, the pharmacist is at the, um, is at the front of this, the spear and this, and this insurance of, of better population health. Thanks, Todd. Thanks, Todd, for having us. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Nation. We were talking with Leslie and Chris, who are uh, team members over at Moby. And once again, you can find more about Moby at mobyforlife.com. And as always, I thank you for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. Mm -hmm.